WNYC Studios is supported by Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard, but now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step -step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. Listener supported. WNYC Studios. Hey, it's Latte from Radio Lab. Our goal with each episode is to make you think, how did I live this long and not know that? Radio Lab, adventures on the edge of what we think we know. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Good evening, and welcome to NYC Now. I'm Janae Pierre for WNYC. One billion dollars of taxes that could have gone into the city coffers and didn't. It is shameful. It is absolutely shameful, fiscally irresponsible. New York City coffers are out of nearly $1 billion in property tax revenue since the 80s because of state tax exemptions to Madison Square Garden. That's according to a new report from the City Council's Independent Budget Office. Sarah Stefanski helped author the report. This tax exemption remains in perpetuity unless it's repealed by the state. So there's this real discontinuity between the city losing out on tax revenue, but the state controls the decision. State lawmakers have tried and failed to end the exemptions. Madison Square Garden declined to comment on the record, but owner James Dolan said earlier this year that lawmakers don't want tax exemptions taken away from other teams in New York. Some heavyweight comedians are making their way to New York this fall. WNYC's Precious Fondren has more. The New York Comedy Festival is returning to venues across New York City in November, this year extended to 10 days. Bill Burr, Margaret Cho, and Michelle Wolf are among the headliners. Caroline Hirsch founded the festival in 2004. She says when her comedy club, Caroline's on Broadway, closed in December, it gave her more time to produce the exhilarating festival she wanted to see. When I walk into the venue, you know, we have to reproduce somebody, say, at, you know, Town Hall, like Michelle Wolf. I'll walk in there and see the place packed and everybody having a great time. And that's what I enjoy most about producing the festival. The New York Comedy Festival will run November 3rd through 12th. Tickets go on sale Monday. Stay with us. There's more after the break. Everybody's got a story about a piece of music. I thought this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. It's about pure experience, pure connection, pure joy. This song allowed me to survive. I'm Terrence McKnight with a new season of The Open Ears Project. Every Monday in under 20 minutes, you'll hear a different guest share their story. So you can start your week on the right note. Listen wherever you get podcasts. It's been a couple weeks since the stretch of I-95 in Philadelphia reopened to traffic after an elevated roadway collapsed due to a tanker fire. The timing of that reopening was a surprise to many, coming just 12 days after the highway's collapse. It was a temporary fix that utilizes thousands of tons of glass nuggets to fill the underpass and get traffic moving again while a more permanent roadway is built. But it has some New Yorkers thinking. Could a similar approach work for the BQE's crumbling cantilever in Brooklyn Heights? 
Former New York City Transportation Commissioner Hank Gutman led the DOT during the last year of Mayor Bill de Blasio's administration. He talked with WNYC's Sean Carlson. So 12 days to reopen a collapsed highway to traffic seems pretty remarkable. Uh, As a former transportation commissioner, were you impressed when you heard that news? I was incredibly impressed. I thought that the response was was amazingly quick, efficient, and effective. The cooperation between three different levels of government uh, was quite extraordinary and something that that should be admired and emulated elsewhere. No, I was I was clearly impressed by what they got done and how quickly and well they did it. So, like we said, it's not a permanent fix. They're just filling a gap and reopening the highway to traffic while they're building a replacement bridge next to it. That whole thing is going to take months, but nonetheless, traffic is flowing again. So it leads us to ask, why can't New York try a similar approach for that triple cantilever? It's that stretch of the BQE uh, along Brooklyn Heights. Very nice view of the city for folks who maybe aren't familiar with it, but pretty obvious that it needs uh, some help there. Yeah, I mean, sadly, I don't think it can be applied here for one simple reason based on, on geography, on space. The problem is that the, the idea of a temporary highway is attractive, and in the right place, it makes enormous sense. The idea of building a new structure next to the old uh, so that the traffic can flow unimpeded obviously makes an awful lot of sense. The problem with the triple cantilever is there is not the room to do it. The space between the existing cantilever, which includes the Brooklyn Heights promenade on the top, and traffic in two directions on the two lower levels. And Brooklyn Bridge Park is a two-lane street, one lane of which is covered by the existing structure. So the question in terms of a temporary highway is where? In 2018, uh, the DOT announced a plan that included a temporary highway that would be basically where the promenade is, That caused a huge public uproar for understandable reasons, and every local elected official, every community group, including the then borough president, who's now our mayor, denounced the plan as ridiculous and undoable. The only alternatives that have been proposed since, including in this latest round of effort by the DOT, has involved moving that temporary highway over to Brooklyn Bridge Park, so that instead of being exactly next to the promenade, it would overhang the park. It would be built over the park. And that's unacceptable for a whole host of other reasons. What is the current lifespan of the cantilever? And you talked about the former borough president, who is now the mayor. Do you think that the Adams administration is treating the matter with the appropriate level of urgency that it demands? In 2018, my predecessor said that if uh, it wasn't rebuilt by 2026, you'd have to take trucks off the road and soon thereafter all other vehicles. Now, there were a few things that we did to extend the life. We reduced the weight on the structure by reducing it to two lanes. We also uh, began the process of putting in place automatic ticketing for overweight trucks. That's going to help too. Congestion pricing, once it takes effect, should reduce traffic into Manhattan, which will reduce demand on the BQE. That should help. But the clock's running and there are good people in the Adams administration who are working hard to try and address this problem, but the efforts thus far have not shown much promise. 
You talk about things that we can do in the interim before a major fix to this. And you were the transportation commissioner who ordered the third lane of traffic on the cantilever to be shut down. Two years in, do you think that that was the right decision and why? Absolutely. Uh, There's no question. First of all, it did reduce the weight. And the other thing that it did was it has dramatically improved safety. The old three lanes were were too narrow to be safe. They were below the regulation width. By going to two lanes, we were able to provide wider lanes that are safer and a shoulder for breakdowns and also entrance and exit ramps. And one of the striking things was that almost immediately after we implemented the change, the crash figures for that stretch of highway went down dramatically at a time when when crash statistics everywhere else in the city of New York were going up. So counterpoint to that, and I can attest to this because I drive that stretch of the BQ all the time and those two lanes, man, traffic can be a real bear there. Uh, the Adams administration has considered restoring that third lane. Do you think that is a good idea? Traffic is a bear there. Traffic has always been a bear there. It, it's not just that it's bad on that stretch of highway. It's also bad on some of the local streets that approach it. There are answers to all of that. And there are alternatives in terms of closing ramps that would address the traffic on, on Columbia and Hicks Street. Um, but there are answers out there. The DOT just hasn't implemented them. The second problem is the the administration seems to be committed to the idea of not rebuilding and rehabilitating the current structure, but tearing it down and building a new structure. And were they to do that, they would then be subject to new federal regulations as to the width of the road. And at two lanes, it would be wider than it is today. And if they expanded it to three lanes, it would be dramatically wider. Yeah, let's talk about that, because both Mayor Adams and Mayor de Blasio uh, issued plans to reimagine, and I'm, I'm air quoting here, reimagine the BQE. How realistic are those plans, and do you think they go far enough? Absolutely, the BQE should be reimagined, but that's not a question of addressing the cantilever. The cantilever is the place the DOT is focusing because it's the only part of the highway that's under city control. The rest is under state jurisdiction. But look at the ditches to the north and the south of the cantilever that that cut neighborhoods in half. Those should be covered over. There have been plans by elected officials, community groups that have been circulating for decades. If you're going to spend billions of dollars, why do it all on the cantilever? Transportation policy of this administration, like its two predecessors, is focused on the notion of reducing our dependence on private cars to move people and on trucks to move goods. So if all of that is true, why is the current DOT assuming that it makes sense to rebuild the BQE bigger than before and strong enough to last another century, rather than to assume that some of those efforts will have some impact and perhaps we could do with the highway that is smaller? I think that's what everybody meant by reimagining the BQE. Why don't we plan for a future in which we've at least had some success in changing how people and goods move in the city? That's former New York City Transportation Commissioner Hank Gutman talking with WNYC's Sean Collison. Thanks for listening to NYC Now from WNYC. Catch us every weekday, three times a day. We'll be back tomorrow.
Dental Associates of Northern Virginia redefine what it means to visit the dentist. Get top-quality, personalized support from committed experts who prioritize the well-being and satisfaction of you and your family. Care is centered on a highly personalized treatment plan backed by the trust and support of long-lasting relationships. Schedule your next appointment by visiting dental1-va.com slash offer slash SiriusXM.